What's up, everybody? We're doing uh, something a little weird this week because uh, we just saw, we've all seen Avatar, the new Avatar, Way of Water, Nick and Jeff and myself, and we just posted our Avatar, original Avatar podcast, and we wanted to get some uh, early reaction from everybody, myself and Nick and Jeff. But uh, hopefully a bunch of you guys have seen it and you're not listening to this before having seen it. If you do, I would I would urge you to not listen any further at this point. So there's your there's your warning. Movie Tales. I'll have what she's having. Hosted by Mark, Jeff, and Nick. Round up the usual suspects. Three lifelong friends who all dropped out of film school because they all figured out they loved watching movies more than making them. Are you not entertained? Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. These cinephiles review and reveal widely unknown factoids, lore, myths, trivia, and cultural impact of the movie. Mostly funny. I'm your huckleberry. Sometimes serious. I'm going to make them an awfully game with you. Definitely interesting insight into the best movies we only thought we knew. He's looking at you, kid. But uh, this is just going to be a, a quick uh, instant reaction, and we're going to see where this goes. Nico, how are you? You were excited for this. I was. I mean, I literally thought I was going to cry afterwards. I didn't end up crying, but uh, I've been looking forward to this for years, and counting down the days, everything you can do to get ready for a big movie. That's, uh, and you saw it with a group of friends, right? 50 people last night. 50? A group of 50? 50. Did you guys have the whole theater? Uh, I think we had at least a third of it, yeah. Wow. It was on the IMAX, too. Yeah. It was a big deal. We went to uh, Dave & Buster's next door ahead of time. It was good. I mean, it was a whole five-hour thing. Had a a whole evening of fun. And you were not disappointed at all. (sighs) You know... Ooh, okay. So we'll get to that. So yeah. that, that like, so maybe, maybe you were a little too excited for it. Maybe yeah, maybe I think we'll that's exactly. It. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm just too excited about it. So Jeff, you just saw it this weekend as well, right? That is correct. And you see it with the wife? No, no. I saw it. My she she won't do uh, 3D. Oh, she she bailed. So I so wanted who'd... to see it on three. She'd totally see it with me, but she won't do 3D. It gives her a headache. Which it actually technic. Which actually 3D gives me a headache too. Yeah. I've I've seen three movies in the last fifteen years on in three D. This one, Avatar One, and Gravity. All right. Um, I try to skip all. I mean, the ones that are just where it's extra. Yeah, for for a while though, they were handing out glasses in every movie you went to, right? And then obviously it was, the I mean, yeah, they were, and and you know, you can almost do every Marvel movie with three D, and I think they're all shot with the capability, but it's. Nobody does it like James Cameron, and um, unless it's like Gravity or this movie where it's like specifically made for it, I think it usually ends up being more of a distraction. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so James Cameron, did he do it again? I mean, first reaction. I saw this Saturday night. Okay, so uh, let me get. I guess let me let me rewind here. So I saw this Saturday night, and the theater was packed. So that was exciting. There wasn't an empty seat in my theater. That was exciting. I Both popcorn lines were open. I hadn't seen that since uh, <laughs> Top Gun weekend, and that's it. So those are the only two times I've seen that. I guess it's always been one half of the theater. Snack bar has been closed ever since the pandemic. So 
it was exciting to see both sides open. It's the little things that I noticed, right? And I feel like word of mouth is going to travel with with Avatar and how beautiful it is and how it's a it's a must see theatrical experience and it, it's it's really in its own category for me and with what James has done with this technology and this world that he's created I can't really compare it to anything and uh, kudos to him right I, it, 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 he gets he literally gets his own category so it's hard for me to be critical of certain elements that some people are really critical of within the Avatar realm. Like, It's kind of like being in an art museum. Like, everything he puts, his mise-en-scene is incredible. Everything he puts on that fucking screen is so freaking beautiful mm-hmm. that, like, even if the story sucked, which it doesn't, even if it wasn't entertaining, which is definitely not the problem, it would still be just beautiful to look at. Yeah. Um, and he's been doing that for a while. Like, I'm willing to venture that if we went back to even like Terminator or The Abyss or some of his early stuff where he didn't have half the budget, he has such a command of what's on screen, on screen, screen. Uh, it, I, I bet you those films even look um, better than their budget would allow for. And I mean, Terminator 2 is like, I mean, that's a movie about a machine killing people, but there's some beautiful images on that screen as well. Um, so it's interesting. You brought up T2, and I talked with you about this off off pod, Jeff. Yep. So let's bring it up. Jeff and I wondered, did we... Or were we overexcited because of how special Terminator 2 is? And... Well, oh, I mean, that's a good question. Just, were we so overly amped that maybe that's why... I think you used the word underwhelmed. Were you underwhelmed? You didn't use it. You questioned, were yeah, you underwhelmed? Yeah, I was. God dang and it. So, but, and, and I'm wondering, so is this the reason why? I think I have a solution, and it's not fair, because... No, you're right. He did himself the first time. He made history on, the, on, the, on our sequel, which is impossible to do. Only been done once. You're right. And so we... We just think he can never be beaten. Here's why I think James Cameron does sequels better than anybody else. And I was thinking a lot about this. And in this movie, to be fair, he kind of both succeeds and fails at this point at the same time. But what James Cameron does is he he tells, he'll like to tell you, he has that quote about making a movie bigger. It's got, you got to give him more and all that. But I don't think it's that at all. He tells a different story within the same universe in his sequels. So this this second film is all about family. And it's not the hero's journey that the first one was for Jake Sully. This one is about family and how Sully's stick together. And how about each about how each Sully brings a different thing to the equation. And they need every one of the Sully's Adopted and non-adopted in order to overcome the obstacle. The same way in the first one, he needed all of his training to overcome the obstacle. So, same universe, telling a different story. Uh, uh, you guys remember the movie The Patriot with Mel Gibson? 
Yeah, this movie reminded me a lot of that movie. Did it? Okay. It reminded me of that movie, too. The yeah. same way the first one... The same way the first one reminded me of Dances with Wolf. Uh, are either of you going back to the to the theater to see it again? Yeah, I'm seeing it on Friday. So you're I'd see it again, again on Friday. I'd see it again with the wife. Not in 3D, since she won't see it in 3D. Here's the real question, Nick. This is to figure out, because I know you're on the fence right now about whether how you felt about it, right? I do. I, I feel like it was a little too much like the first one. I felt like we're fighting the same villain. I felt like the storyline... You're right, it is about family, Jeff. You said that, but I felt like... At the same time, it felt a little too familiar, and and I hated that. All the characters were the same. I felt I like the battle fair. scene, it wasn't, you're right, it wasn't targeted around there, but it still felt the same, and I just wasn't impressed by any of that. And something was missing. It was too long. Probably, and I'm just thinking out loud here, but maybe 30 to 40 minutes. I mean, like you said, like he probably had nine hours of footage of this one, too, and just couldn't cut it out, and it was too important. I just... There was so much going on that I could actually see it in other people's faces. You're talking about 50 people as we're walking out afterwards. Everybody's being positive and they're giving each other the fist bumps and all that. But you could tell that they were faking it. And I'm, I'm telling the truth here. They're faking it. All 50. I mean, I'm sure they enjoyed it. I just don't see any of those 50 people going back in the theater to see it. Maybe they'll see it again in 10 years. That's what my neighbor told me on the way home. He said, I'll probably see it again on uh, streaming in 10 years from now. So, so in your, all right, how bad do you, all right, in this, in your opinion, is this a matrix situation? No, not at all. I was thinking that today too. What do you mean by that? It's not matrix reloaded. That was horrible. That's what you're referring to, right? I was just, the fact that like the main, you know, we waited a long time for the sequel to the matrix. And all of a sudden they just announced as, it. Not as long as this, not as long as this, but like, but we still waited a decent amount of time. They shot them back to back. Everybody I know went in, and then by the time Revolutions came back, everybody was kind of over it. Everybody was out. <laughs> it's so true. I was thinking that's that. What I was at, that's, that's what I was asking. If you think by the time no. we get to Avatar 3, are they going to be still in? Did they hold no. them enough attention enough? I'm asking. I'm not excited because of the length, for sure. I'm not excited <laughs> for the rewatch because of the length. Yeah. So right. that, that's, that's the sad part about making it this long, because... Yeah. Man, it's it's you really made it long. It, it, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like someone asked me yesterday, it, what is, is his long? shortest movie? What is, is his long? shortest movie? I don't know. Obviously, probably I mean, Terminator probably, One, under two hours. Terminator and that's probably, and probably because, because and that's probably budget. because he had a fucking producer yeah. well, no, that told him you budget. are not making no this three hours long. Yeah, he had no money like, to make it long. I'm actually excited to do it. I know it's going to be a marathon, but I feel like this need, I need another rewatch because I don't have enough info. Like, I just was not excited yesterday, and I could see everybody walking out of the theater in our group of 50 was not excited. And that concerned me because I obviously want this guy to win. He's my favorite director of all time. That's wild to me because yeah. everybody I've heard really enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. So, I yeah. enjoyed it as well. And it's not yeah, like I hated uh, it. Uh, like I said, and I don't hate it either. I just I need another rewatch to really feel it because it's, you went it's in, miss, it was missing it's, something. He's your favorite, it was, it was he missing is your something. favorite director. Mm-hmm. He has not made a movie in 10 years. Uh, 13. And 13. Yeah. And it was the sequel to maybe your favorite movie he's ever made. Yeah. Like, your excitement had to be at like a 12. It was. It's going to be hard to meet that like expectation. Yeah, my adrenaline was kicking in. You're absolutely right. And then you can. He's fully committed to the Avatar realm, whether we like it or not. So. This so, is going to be... This is what we're going to get out of him in the next decade, right? I mean, this is it. I, I would imagine he's, you know, rides off into the sunset, potentially. He's not let me talk, younger. Yeah. Let me talk a little bit about one of the things I really liked about it, or that I liked, that I thought leaving the movie, and I talked to you a little bit about this off-pod, Mark. 
James Cameron knows how to film dramatic action. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I'm, I love, I, I do like Marvel movies. But one of my big problems with Marvel movies and one of the reasons they get old and one of the reasons I hate Transformer movies is there's no dramatic action. You have these 25 to 30 minute action scenes where there's no tension and you're not really worried about the outcome. Every single action sequence in that film yesterday, mm-hmm. I was worried about the outcome. Okay. Yeah. He built tension. Point being, there are true stakes in every, uh, in every scene. And that's something I think James Cameron does better than anybody else. Yeah, I mean, his action set pieces were great. Don't get me wrong. And, I mean, and I was joking with Jeff, but did you catch that he sunk the Titanic again? Did you he did get he that? did get to make a sequel to the Titanic. Did you did finally? You, like, but I didn't mind it because it was good action. But I, in the middle of it, I was laughing in my head because I was like, "This son of a bitch is sinking the Titanic again." And he's, I mean, if it works, it works. So, like Jeff said, he does have an obsession with water, and he knows how to work in that realm, and he showed off with it. So, it'll be interesting to see. What he show? I'm I'm looking forward to the next chapter. Is what I am. So I'm not necessarily excited to revisit this chapter again and again. Not that I revisit the first one again and again because at the end of the day, it's it's theatrical art more than anything, and that's where people need to see this. And they're doing themselves no favors by not. So, what was the best thing about the? What was the best thing about Avatar two for you, Mark? The best thing about Actually, Avatar... let's go Nick first. I want Nick to answer this oh. first. Nick, what was the best thing first. about Avatar 2? Oh, God. The underwater scenes, by far. I think, I think uh, the, the fighting between the kids, actually. I really got on board with that part of the plot. That, them coming together and being friends at the end. That, that was the most interesting to me, more than fighting the Earthlings, or whatever they call them. The Sky People. Mark, what about you? I think I liked... Yet again... One Natiri. She did it again. She she steals every scene she's in. I look forward to every scene she's in. And she hit a home run again with this character, which is impressive to Zoe Saldana because she hadn't been back to this character for a while. And this character bankrolled her Gamora from the Marvel realm. And, I mean, she could have mailed it in, and she didn't at all. And so I loved it. I, I loved everything with her. And, okay, Jeff, what was Jeff? What was your favorite thing? Oh, I, the battle scene at the end was so much better than the battle scene in the first one. There were it was better staged. There were more stakes, and everything had a payoff from earlier in the movie. Um, I thought that final battle scene. I was not loving the movie until that final battle scene, and I thought it was fucking epic. Much more. If you remember in the first pod, I complained about the final battle of the original Avatar. So did it kind of save it for you then? The battle scene? It, it did. That was the big save. Because it, it had all of the payoffs from everything we witnessed before. Everything had a reason. And that's good writing. Um, worst, thing you, worst thing about the sequel, Dick. Ooh. 
Um, the battle scene, <laughs> which I hate saying because you just brought it up. It's it was fine. just too long. It felt too Titanic. It felt like, yeah, who are we fighting? That's yeah. Did anybody notice that the guy from Flight of the Concords was in the battle scene? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He was one of the fishermen. He was the marine biologist. Yeah, I noticed yeah, that. Jermaine Clement. But if you remember, one of my ponderings and complaints was that there was, like, no plan and no, like, it just seemed to, like, happen that it worked out for him in the first one. And this one, the fact that they saved the one whale, I'm just going to call it a whale, whatever the fuck it was. It was meant to be a whale. And, um, like, the fact that she plugged in and they kind of led up to that. They had great foreshadowing to everything that saved them in that final scene. And every, like, little sequence had a purpose. It wasn't just mindless action. But I totally hear you. It was, uh, um, it's just interesting that that's what you didn't like. Okay. That's why we do these discussions. Keep going. I, I feel like I fucking sabotage. No, no, uh-uh. Uh-uh. This is my only thing is there's too much going on. There's too many characters and there's too much. And I couldn't really tell the difference of who was who in the face. So I was like guessing is that sometimes it's... So have avatars apparently. So mm-hmm. like at no point are we given any of that technology. We're given tons of exposition in the first five minutes, but they just drop him in that room. Like Jake Sully was dropped in that room. We're like, oh, hey, slow down, big guy. And yeah. it's, you know, we see the villain has an avatar now. But after that, nothing. And he, their skill set as avatars was just way too good compared to <laughs> how much we went through watching Jake train for two hours in the first one. Yeah. And so all of that kind of annoyed a lot out of me because I just have to dismiss it all, basically, and just accept that this is the villain. And there is issues with this villain and i have different issues than than you guys have i need better exposition and backstory with these with this villain i'm okay if they want to use him again yeah but there's some there's some midnight ponderings here the you know unofficial midnight ponderings i'm having right now and it it did irritate me as all this all the nonsense there yeah you are not in kansas anymore but, yeah, uh, Jeff. What anything uh, irritate you with with the with the new Avatar? Well, like like I said, I the I thought the whole oh it's another tribe. Let's do this whole thing all over again. <laughs> See, yeah, that's what I complained about. I was like, it feels too similar. We're yeah, fighting no, the that's same what I was trying to say. That was the part that I bothered me. When you said that, I didn't mind the okay. So I had to clarify because I didn't mind the setting. I thought the water was fucking beautiful. Yeah. Like I was cool on the setting, but I just. The whole way that now they had to ingratiate themselves. He's the outsider again. Yeah. Now they have to ingratiate themselves. You prove yourself to the new tribe. Yeah. Also, yeah, Jake Sully. Jake, so they're Jake immigrants, Sol- right? They like they, you know, it's like uh, they went from Europe to America, and they're they got to they got to get in, in. So now they're going to be the mountain, like Nick said. They're going to be the fucking mountain people in part three. I'm ready for that. Something or also, maybe they're going to be in some desert. Like, I don't know. Also, <laughs> Jake Sully, kind of a dick. He, like, abandons his tribe that elected him, like, head warrior. And he's like, yeah, they're head trying warrior. to kill me. I got to get the fuck out of Dodge. Well, he said you're all going to die because of me, though. He so, it for them. instead, he goes to a completely new group of people and gets all of them fucking killed almost. Why doesn't he just, True. like, yeah. <laughs> Jake Sully, kind of a dick. <laughs> and keep in mind, we, our villains are pretty ridiculous. So, I'm pretty sure there's a scene there where... Um, they still probably trashed everything in the forest to try no, to they... find Sully before they were convinced, okay, Sully's really gone, so... You know, I had that problem too, Mark. I was kind of like, 100, I mean, 100%, I was kind of like, like these douchebags, 
aren't going to just fucking slaughter all of the forest people. And now <laughs> yeah. they don't have their fucking top warrior because he's like, yeah, shit's getting real. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Sully. I mean, Sticks around. Just, so he created Pandora and he's had all these years to just spend creating all these different things, right? Yep. And sometimes less is more. And it could have been that way with Pandora too because I think the flying bird creature, whatever, do things from the first one that aren't in the second one nearly enough. I I missed them. I think they're they're a important part of the. I think I, I going I, back to my complaint. So what does he do? They get to the water and they they yeah. find the birds that they jump on yeah, the, in the, the water. Fl- yeah, the flying I'm like, fish come bird. On. I'm like, yeah, come exactly. on. That's why, like Nick, it was losing me. But then in the final <laughs> battle, yeah, I liked all of the payoffs. Okay, all right. But, I, I totally accept that too because I think that's exactly where I was too. It's just the the final battle just didn't. Pay off for me. So, so I was just, yeah. I was yeah. just a category below you, essentially, from hearing all That's this. Fair. What I think, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. And to be fair, I guess they probably had that scene mark where he torches the whole forest, but that's in that's in the seven-hour director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, how do you make a three-hour movie and we're still we're still like, wait, where did that come from? <laughs> Now I feel like we're just trashing this movie. We all like it. I know it. that. That's, I mean, exactly. So, so at the end of the day, on a scale of 1 to 10, without giving it a rewatch, I would give this movie still, right now, an 8. Yeah. So I, that's where I'm at. So I would say 8. Totally. I, I, I'm not going to argue with that. I just think James Cameron's a 10. He's a constant 10. You know? So, like I said... James Cameron is a 10. Yes. I'm, I'm in if Top Gun, If Top Gun Maverick's a 9, then I give this an 8. Or an eight, or a seven, nine. Is that fair? Uh, I liked it. It. I was wondering if Avatar would replace Maverick as my top movie of the year. Yeah. And it, it, I was wondering it, the same thing. Maverick's right? the Maverick's the clear winner for me. Yeah, it is. That's exactly so, what I thought. Walking out of there. Well, here's the here. I mean, let's just let's hold on there. Let's just slow down here and trigger both of you. Uh, the first Top Gun. We we've we've broken it down how that is you know more nostalgic than great and we've had quite a good discussion about the first top gun avatar is a much better movie so i think god weren't your expectations a lot higher for avatar than they were for for maverick because i don't think i was expecting maverick to be what it was maverick Ah. just blew my mind because i was like ah holy cow that's better than top gun and it, it truly is where avatar 2 is not better than avatar I didn't know how I felt about going back to. I know Nick was excited. Mm-hmm. I was a little more trepidate. I was I was worried that one of my favorite directors, not my favorite like you, Nick. I'll leave that title to you. But I've always loved James Cameron. But I was worried that we had lost him to blue people for fucking ever. Well, we have. <laughs> and we have. So. So I was. I didn't. I went in a little trepidatious, but I I liked what I got. Yeah, you I enjoyed happy. your other blue people adventure. You guys know what's funny, though, is I actually quoted James Cameron in my high school senior yearbook. That's why I get the title, Jeff. You remember that? I don't remember what I did. I think I just mentioned him <laughs> somehow, you somewhere. You should get it. You fucking love Top Gun, like Titanic. No, you should get the title, Nick. I wasn't. But I've always no, I tease no, you about it, but I actually love James Cameron myself. So I had to be fair about that. <laughs> Putting me in the world of Pandora was unreal. But Maverick surprised me like nothing yeah. 
I was I was prepared for. I wasn't prepared to think that Top Gun Two was gonna be the best than movie Top of the year. Crazy. Like, Dude, people were clapping and like hugging after Top Gun Two first for me. You know what I saw last night was fake clapping. I'm not or like pathetic. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like there you go again with fake clapping. I didn't get clapping or hooting necessarily. It, it felt more like everybody was like, "Huh, oh, that was exhausting. That was a long <laughs> three hours." I mean, it was good. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Avatar, but dang, James. You love yourself, Avatar, a little bit more than all of us, maybe. Maybe that's you know. we're saying we're all saying the same thing. So that's just, you know. So, but uh, but we gave it an eight. We liked it. So if you listen, James, don't hate us. You're just maybe not uh, you know not the king of the world this year. But uh, hey, still the king of the world overall. Maybe, yeah. maybe part three is gonna be. Oh, we don't know what the next chapter is. What if the third one's like better than all three? It's it's totally doable here. I'm not gonna... And the third one could be another 10 years down the, you know, 10 years oh. in the future. No, no, no. The third one, oh, yeah. Okay, I think it's 10 It's coming years out, from. but he can. No, the, the cool thing he has going for him is this animation thing. I mean, look, Sigourney Weaver played a fucking teenager. Yeah. Like, sure. this this animation thing, it could be. It actually would be kind of cool if his kids kind of took the mantle and he pulls it off. That'd be hard yeah, to pull yeah, off. I mean, but yeah, I'm kind of sullied out. I'm kind of sullied he, out. I would be okay with right. Sam Worthington leaving. See, he has. He hasn't out at all. So that's my problem here. First, like most franchises, like The Hangover, they got to keep everybody in and get them paid and all this stuff. And that's the same. And I mean, you have the aging. No, no. He has a blank slate here. He could do some cool fucking shit. But and apparently he's going to Still come up with the same. Apparently still come up with the same villain three times over. Spider pulled him up from the water. All right, before we go, I just want a theory. Is Spider, does Spider betray all of them? Is that where we're going with this? I can see it. He's torn. That's what they're alluding to. He's like a young Luke Skywalker kind of, or what? That's what I'm wondering. I mean, is he, or but like the reverse, like is he going to go to the dark side? Yeah. Because he denies, just like Luke, I guess, he does deny him. And he jumps back to the Navari. But he made an awful swim to save that guy. I mean, he and saved him. In the end, at the is end of he betrayed? That guy, that guy didn't kill him. He saw that. And the spider. He get saw really... that the villain let him live. Yeah, there's once again, there's more stuff that happened because it's James coming. Cameron has a six-hour version of this movie, and there's certain scenes we didn't see. I guarantee you, there's other stuff there. There's there was character development there. Oh yeah. They were just like, okay, we don't need to see. There's Scott scenes Glenn of him with that. Uh, you know, there should have been. We, with Mowgli from the Jungle Book. Not Bowl. to say there should have been some fucking more scenes in a fucking three-hour movie, but there should have probably been one scene of him, like, caring for him on the ship when he was a baby, or... Yeah. Like, they should have tied that together a little bit better than they did. Something. They could have tied a lot of it to better. They could have told me how the hell they're making all these avatars possible. Now, we're not saying three hours and 20 minutes, James. We're saying cut something else and fit this in. Uh... Everybody, thanks again for listening to another uh, different edition of Movie Tales. On behalf of Jeff, Nick, and myself, hope you enjoyed this listen. Take care.